Welcome to the Confessions of a Group X Instructor podcast. For group exercise junkies and enthusiastic classgoers, we'll explore and uncover authentic, thought-provoking, and heartwarming industry education and inspiration from entertaining, badass fitness pros. And now your host, creator of Warrior Rhythm, Warrior Strength, Warrior Combat, and Warrior Kids Group Fitness Brands, Ellen DeWord. Here we grow. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Confessions of a Group X Instructor Podcast. I have here with me Barb Brodowski. Barb, say hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever. We don't know. What time we don't know when they're listening. We have no idea. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Barb is a, a longtime mentor for me and also a friend, and she's going to be talking about 10 things that all group fitness instructors need to know. And she's probably going to throw in a few little bonus tidbits too, but before- I won't be able to help myself. She won't. No. And I probably, I probably already know most of her, I like to call them Barb-isms, but they're things the whole world needs to know. And they're not all like about, well, I don't know what she's going to say, but- I feel like they, some of them are just life lessons. They're yeah. just need to know about life, even if you're not an instructor. So I want to start with her long official bio and then I'll turn things over. So, okay. Ready? Don't turn around. I'm, I'm not ready because let's preface this by saying if people not watching that when someone reads your bio, it's almost like a eulogy and you don't know what to do with yourself. So I want to like, just kind of Keep reading, Ellen. Keep reading, Ellen. Keep reading. I'm ducking, by the way. It's like, okay. But I'm going to stand here and I'm going to absorb it. And I'm going to like embrace it because as, as women, we minimize too much of what we've done. And I'm yeah, going to yeah. accept it. Read it, Ellen. Let me have it. Hit me yeah. with it. Here we go. Meet Barb Brodowski, a luminary. I love that word so much. A luminary in the fitness industry and a dedicated longevity coach whose impact spans over 35 years. Barb's journey is a testament to her unwavering commitment to health, wellness, and the empowerment of others. As a seasoned fitness expert, Barb Rodowski has not only witnessed the evolution of the industry, but has played a pivotal role in shaping its trajectory. Her expertise extends far beyond the gym, encompassing the realms of operations, program design, and people development, making her a true force to be reckoned with. Throughout her illustrious career, Barb has had the privilege of working with some of the biggest names in the fitness industry, including Tony Horton, Shalene Johnson, Sean T, and Body by Jake, to name a few. Her collaborations with industry giants have not only broadened her perspective, but have also contributed to the advancement of fitness practices globally. Barb's ability to navigate the intricate dynamics of operations has made her an invaluable asset, ensuring the seamless functions of fitness facilities under her guidance. One of Barb's remarkable achievements lies in her role as a talent curator. I can attest to this firsthand. <laughs> having, having hired, trained, and developed some of the best talent in the world, Barbara has been instrumental in shaping the careers of numerous fitness professionals. Her mentorship has paved the way for the next generation of leaders in the industry, leaving an enduring legacy of expertise and excellence. Program design is where Barb's creativity truly shines. Her innovative approach to creating fitness programs goes beyond the conventional pushing boundaries, I love that, and setting new standards for effectiveness and engagement. Barb's programs are not just workouts. They're transformative experiences that cater to the diverse needs of individuals on their wellness journeys. People are at the heart of Barb's mission. Her superpowers lie in the ability to connect individuals on to connect with individuals on a personal level, understanding their unique goals and challenges. As a longevity coach, Barb is dedicated not only to help individuals achieve short-term fitness goals, but also fostering lasting habits to contribute to a lifetime for health and well-being. In 2024, Barb's uh, continues to inspire and lead in the fitness industry. Her passion for creating positive change is unwavering, and her impact extends far beyond the gym walls, whether through her operational prowess, innovative program designs, 
or compassionate coaching, Barb remains a guiding light for those seeking a path to enduring health and vitality. I was getting ready to interview you and I was talking to Diva on the phone and I said, I'm interviewing Barb today for my podcast. And I said, you know, she's kind of a big deal. Like I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for her. And <laughs> Diva said, Diva goes, yeah, Barb's the plug. Oh, <laughs> I love that. So, much. so that's how we say it in the hood. All right. So but you know what, Ellen, if I didn't, if you and I, if our paths didn't cross, you would still be where you are today. I'm confident. Like uh, a rising type floats all boats. Like you would, you'd, if it wasn't, you'd figure out a way, Ellen. You'd figure out a way. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. I just helped you. I just helped you, but like it, it, someone else would have helped you or you would have figured out yourself. Like, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I have never thought about it that way. Um, I, I, I didn't give you um, anything other than one little opportunity. And I gave you a little opportunity. Like it was little, and then you made it what it became. Mm, I didn't do anything other than say, this girl's cute. She's got talent. <laughs> and then I, you know, that's all I did. <laughs> Everything else is all you and your talent. So embrace all right. it. So, thank you. <laughs> all right. Tell us about, come on, hit us up. So just so the audience knows, I don't know. Like she said she was going to email me her 10 things. I was like, I don't really want to know. Hit <laughs> I want to hear what you came up with. So I, I have way more than 10 things. So to kind of streamline them down, it was so hard and challenging. But what I wanted to start with was a lot of the stuff that I talk about all the time, just as um, as a group X instructor, but also as a human mm -hmm. and how what we do inside a classroom, a group X classroom, trans, like it, it transfers over into life. And the two are so um, intrinsically entwined that it's hard to to separate them. Some are separate, but actually all of them are just like life lessons. And, and we call, you call them barbisms in my house. We call them spoonerisms. That's my, uh, my maiden name. And my dad, my dad, Dale Spooner, like my dad is how my dad is the, the reason why I am who I am. My mom too, by the way, but my dad was such a, is what well, I mean was dude's still alive. He's 81 kicking. My dad is such a special soul and he has so many great little one-liners that come off the, his tongue. I mean, for no good reason other than he's just a good person. So um, I, there's spoonerisms to me. You call them barbers, which I love, but I'm like, That's we funny. call them spoonerisms in my house. That's funny. And P.S., you, I think you, every time I've ever almost had a conversation with you, you bring up your dad. It's you so funny because- love that man. Yeah, he's just, um, oh, listen, everyone loves their dad. Like, you know, well, most people, but- but my dad is such, my dad is so humble and he's so humble and he, he created such an amazing life for us as a kid. We started with nothing and just, I mean, he's the reason why I'm who I am. Like he taught me everything. My mom is the one who kept me in line. Like my mom put the parameters up, but my dad taught me how to work inside the parameters really well. Mm. I'm glad my mom put the parameters up because I'm the middle child. Oh, <laughs> of course you are. Of course okay. you are. So first thing I want to talk about is number one is decide who you want to be in the group fitness space and choose it for longevity. And the reason why I say that is because when I first started in fitness and Ellen, it was a long time ago. Like when I started in 1984, that is before, this is like in the Jane Fonda era, right? So we didn't have a whole lot to, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, mentors in this space. It, it was so new, but growing up in this space, like in the late eighties, early nineties, I wish every group fitness instructor could experience fitness, like in the early nineties, because we were truly rock stars. It's hard to explain. It's never been the same. Huh. It was such an amazing time to be in this space. But I made a choice early on to um, not be the hardest um, because that I just figured, listen, hard people can come and go. Um, I, I can't always be the most motivational. I could try, but if I'm having a bad day or I'm not everyone's cup of tea, that might fall short. I chose to always be the smartest, always be the smartest instructor. And that translates really well because I can check a lot of boxes. I can check motivation. I can check funny stories. I can check, um, I can check hardest, 
But to be the smartest, I had to work really hard at always knowing um, the latest science or the latest thing. So I never chose to do a lot of the crazy stuff Group X instructors did. I always chose science, smart and science, smart and science. And it doesn't translate all the time to classes. Some people are like, we don't give a, we don't, okay, sorry. Say you, you can, I can put an explicit <laughs> episode. I don't want to change it. Um, I, I, some people, I'm not, I wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea, mm -hmm. but honestly, Ellen, yeah. I, I, that was my true North at the age of 17, like 17. Um, because I chose any bubbly Barbie blonde beach bond, like uh, there's tons of those, but if I could be the smartest mm. and so I've been marching to the same beat now for 30 something years and Alan, I'll be damned. I've been marching and everything come, everything's coming full circle because everything I've been preaching for the past 25 years and now people are buying into. So I had not had to change anything about my personality, nothing about my brand, nothing about how I teach classes. Cause I, I decided back when I was a kid, this is what I'm going to be. And if everyone, it's like put a stake in the ground and really focus on that, like decide who do you want to be? What kind of instructor do you want to be when you first start? Or if you've been teaching for 10 years, how is it shaken out? And then how can you maybe tweak what you are, who you are and how you want to be? Because men stick a stake in the ground and that's your true north and just go with it. Because like I said, I've been marching in place now for 35 years, 30, 35 years. I think I've been an instructor and, um, I love that. I um, can I share my yeah, please. My true north changed, and I think this is such an important point for instructors to just figure out who you are and be authentic to it. Yeah. So when I was the first new instructor, I was trying to kick everyone's ass. Like that was my goal. And if someone said class was hard or they wanted to throw up or something like that, I was like, oh, I'm good. And I I realized later it, it took me a few years to realize that what I really really was the most passionate about was that they stuck with it and yeah. they, they yeah. had and so when I was like they need to have fun if they if, if that so it that doesn't mean they're getting their ass kicked maybe they yeah. don't want to get their ass kicked but if they're having fun they're going to keep coming back so my my the best compliment you could ever give me in the world morphed from that was so hard or you kicked my ass to man that was fast that yep. time flew that went by and so that when I started to realize that about myself and so that's kind of that's what I'm marching to now so it's funny Ellen because I am well I think I'm funny in general I I have a I if someone to describe me they would say I'm fun yeah so my default is fun so I knew I could nail that piece because that's my default so I had to like work to always try to be smart at what we were doing so that was always my my goal so people seem to figure out who they are in the space and stick to it and make that the and listen it can evolve like it should evolve because right now listen I can't I am 56 I'm 57 I can't be the hardest yeah I, I can't I mean I, I could I could verbally be the smartest but I can't do a lot of the things no I don't want to do a lot of the things I, I don't want to anymore um so it's just important to decide who you are and then put a stake in the ground and then always reassess. Like, is this working for me? Is this, can I do this for longevity? Mm -hmm. Can I be this instructor 35 years from now? And if no, cool, let's make tweaks as we go. Cause we want to teach for longevity. We want to be in the space for a long period of time. Yeah. And is it authentic to who you really actually are? Like being a drill sergeant that I was trying to be is, I mean, you know me, Barb, like I'm, I'm not drill sergeant. -y. I'm like, it's okay. Well, that's the reason I've never taught yoga. <laughs> I, I am way, listen, people like me need yoga, but I can do my own stretching and meditation. But uh, the people like me, like I would drive a yogi crazy because I'd be like, and then down dog. Like it would not even be a thing. Like it, it would be the, the worst experience for a yogi. So I, I can know your strengths. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, and this is a quick one, but it's a spoonerism. It's my dad always said, regardless of where you are, who you are, always do more than your share. And that came from, he says, when you walk in a room, what can you do to make the room function better, be better, have more energy, always do more than your share. And I love that so much because everyone has a hustle attitude, like well, everybody wants to hustle, but everyone hustles at the same level sometimes, but are you doing more 
uh, I like I sound so dumb, but my dad would say, walk in the room and always empty the trash. Like, okay. But it's so true. Like just when you wherever you are, always do more than your share. And that has always stuck with me. And that's us spooners, and we say all the time, my family, like, are you doing more than your share? Um, and it sounds cliche, but it's so true. Like, are you doing more? Yeah. And I actually think, you know, I manage instructors too, and I see the changes and who's, you know. I think like entitlement is a real thing. And I think what you just said, that spoonerism of your dad's is always, always do more than your share is like the opposite of feeling entitled. Like, yeah. I'm not too good to take out the trash. No, I'm do whatever good. you can do. Whatever you can do. I whatever you can do to make everyone's experience better, the room better, have more energy, whatever it is in that moment, do more than your share. Don't just walk in. Don't just walk in and be, um, just don't be one of everybody else. Mm-hmm. you want to be one above not mean above like nah. I mean like come in and and provide more energy and provide more feedback provide more whatever just do more than your share so whatever that means to the person listening it'll resonate like the mm-hmm. um okay th- the third spoonerism my dad would always say is if you're not 10 minutes early you're five minutes late and I know you've heard that a thousand times Ellen but I, I will tell you right now this is one of the most um Uh, important mantras in my life because we live in an era where people have a hard time being on time and I think when you're an instructor you can't be late so we have this innate time clock that doesn't allow us to be late but in general if you're not 10 minutes early you're five minutes late always make sure you're early for whatever it is and I was so upset um when 24-hour fitness and I went up to in shape and these different clubs they wanted to pay me for coming in early I'm like Mm-hmm. I find it funny that I'm trying to turn down pay right now, but I feel like it's my duty to come in early, talk to the members, talk to the front desk staff, make sure I'm prepared. You don't need to pay me to be prepared. Like don't, you don't need to pay. Me. Of course they don't give you a choice, but in life in general, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're five minutes late. And if you take that one takeaway and you like make that your, like your stake in the ground for the next year, your life will change. Because being, being someone who's late to anything, oh, Ellen, it's like it's telling people you don't have respect for people who are waiting for you or the appointment. or And listen, doctors, I get so mad at a doctor's office because I'm like, I am early and you don't care about me. And I know their schedules change and stuff, but I mean, that's just something my dad always taught me is if you're not 10 minutes early, you're five minutes late. And I, I think that's, that's just a life lesson. Teach, teach your kids. Like, okay, now we're talking to the moms and the dads. Share this with your kids because it will change their life. If you are a person who's timely, you'll be respected. Um, the fourth one's also a spoonerism, and this goes to uh, group X group X as well, is my dad my dad would always say, Listen, Barb, there's an ass for every saddle. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I didn't understand all the time what that meant. And he used it all the time in different environments, different, like he'd use it like anywhere we were, if something was not going right, you couldn't figure something out. And for group X, it's so important because I am not everyone's cup of tea. You're not everyone's cup of tea. I am someone's cup of tea. And, and, and my saddle just may not be for their ass. And that is okay because (laughs) there's enough people who who can ride my saddle. That sounds crazy, (laughs) but like there's an ass for every saddle. There is someone, there is I am for someone or a bunch of people and I'm for some, not some people. Like it's just, it's going to be, it's just life. And you can't put too much thought into that or too much. You can't put too much um, emotional pressure on yourself about that. It just is what it is. Like that is just a universal. Yes, there is an ask for every saddle. You may not be someone's cup of tea, but the way my dad uses that in life in general it just, it's a good takeaway. Like just whenever something's not happening right and you can't figure something out and, and something doesn't seem like it's makes any sense, just throw that out there to the world and see what happens. Cause it's pretty funny. It's like, you know, you're right. <laughs> Someone would like the situation, but it ain't for me. That's so right. yeah, right. some report. And for our group fitness hiring managers out there, I know that we tend to like, like attracts like, and we like people yeah. who are kind of like us or that we jive with their personalities, but it's really important to hire instructors that aren't like us yeah yeah because they will be someone's cup of tea yeah you know and it and it can it's hurtful sometimes when um and we'll get to this later but like it's hurtful when you can't figure out well why don't they like me 
Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not their cup of tea. And it's okay because I am plenty of tea for other people. Mm-hmm. Would you just kind of focus on that? So, and I like how my dad uses that in like, he uses it with cars and with, you know, things people buy and like he uses it universal for everything. Um, and I always say, just try it because it does work all the time and it feels good because it kind okay. of, releases, it releases, like it releases something. You're like, you don't know, you're right. Um, this is definitely, this is definitely gym related, but it's also universal. Um, in the gym, group X instructors, make sure the maintenance team loves you. Ooh. Like Ooh. if I, and I learned this uh, also, like if you're working for a large corporation, like when I was working with Beachbody, make sure the IT people love you. Mm-hmm. Make sure the people who can make your life easier love you. And that means, and like, listen, doesn't mean be fake, but it means I would go down to the maintenance team's office all the time, get to know them, ask if they need anything, ask if they want some lunch. I'd bring them cookies, making sure that they got, they got cookie trays at Christmas. Like I always make sure they knew who I was yes. and I made sure they knew how important I knew their job was. That's the thing. I always made sure that anybody in my maintenance department understood how important their job is. And without them, we are nothing. Forget sales. Forget if that if the equipment's not working and I'm going to zero down. If your microphone's not working, <laughs> I mean, if the stereo's not working and they are more likely to help you and to react quickly to you mm-hmm. when they like you and they respect you. So don't blow them off as just another team member that like, you, like, you know, you're a binary, you're like in different, you're in different um, like silos. Yeah, silos. That's the worst thing gyms do is they put us in different silos. I think group X and maintenance should be in the same team. They should be. 100%. Like we should be the same. We are this, we, have, we should have a weekly meeting and talk about all the things that are happening. Talk about how the stereo sounds. Talk about like, talk how many, how many backup microphones do we have? Like, where's the batteries? Like every <laughs> single thing that makes our life easier, they're in control of. So make sure that they know who you are. And I, I promise you when you say, I think the mic's broken. Let, let me let me run down to the gym and find the backup in the office in the drawer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that they'll do that for you when they know you and they know that you respect the work that they do. That's so important. So that's and that's life in general, right? Like anybody that can um, anybody that's so important to you to make your life easier, you need to let them know how important they are. And I think it's easy to blow that off, but um, that's my my biggest takeaway working in a gym. I can still to this day name off most of my. Um, most of my maintenance managers at every single gym and how much I really like them. And I'm still friends with them today. Yeah. And I've been gone from that space for a long time. Yeah. That's great. All right. Number six, I have the 80, 20 rule for class and life. 80, 20. I know when we teach class, it's like, uh, you want everyone to follow along, but if 80% are following and 20% can't quite get it, it's okay. Keep moving along bring them along with you, encourage them. But I think we spend so much time as instructors focusing on 20% that maybe can't follow us or 10% that can't follow us um, that may leave the class that we start affecting the overall experience for the 80%. And I think that's true in general with life, right? So we focus on the 20% that's not right Mm -hmm. versus the 80% that is right. So focus on the 80%, give 20% some of your attention but not enough to suck you dry, man. Because I know for sure, like I start focusing on the 20% of things that aren't quite right. And it just, it your energy level just de-escalates quickly. You know, you start- yeah. and it's the 80, it, how, you, how yeah. you respond and deal with the 20, yeah. the attention and the pace yeah. the, of the 80. And when I start focusing on anything in my life on that 20%, the inner dialogue in my head, mm-hmm. You know, the inner dialogue of me not doing things right or me upsetting people or, or not being good enough or all the 20% starts adding up in my negative column. Like, I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough talent. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. But there's 80% that are like, yes, oh, you're so good. <laughs> yes. We love you. We love you. And the, the 20% that I am, and listen, by the way, that 20%, they're not saying probably any of the things that my inner dialogue is saying. Yes, right. They're mm-hmm. probably thinking, you know what? My knees hurt today. I can't do this class. I got to go. Or, you know, I have a migraine today. I got to go. I have a headache. I can't, the music's too loud. I got to go. Like nothing about me. It could just be the I overall know. experience, like the tactile experience, but I would internalize that. And now at my age, 
I'm getting so much better at, at not internalizing the 20% asking, is that true? Probably not. Then like, then like, let it go. Like be a dealer in Vegas. Like they, they when they're done, they go like this to show there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. Like done, like done with that. Yeah. Because it's, it doesn't serve us at all. Yeah. Um, as, as humans, like it's not even as instructors or like as humans, like our inner dialogue will wipe us out. And, and, and having control of that is super important. It's funny. I think about the 80, 20, like that while I'm teaching, like in terms of group exercise, I'm all over that 80, 20. And I'm like, okay, there's, you know, um, two people in the room that aren't moving as fast as me between songs. We're going to keep going because everyone else is, or, you know, 80% of the people have picked up their dumbbells and they're standing ready. We go, I'm not going to wait because it could take them a really long, like, but I actually never thought about applying that 80, 20 to my life life. So that's super interesting. Like as you were talking, I was like thinking about everything. Like you, you start doing that, like things that upset you, weigh it out, like put it on a scale. Like we need to spend more time, like weighing things out and be like, you know what? Actually, no, that's not true. Actually, no, because we live in such a fast paced society, social media, like everything is like, snap, snap, snap. We don't give ourselves the time to like download what just happened and be like, you know what? Actually, that's not true. Mm-hmm. that's not the case mm-hmm. I don't know what their mindset is and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not going to internalize what I think mm-hmm. it's like not worth it it's not worth it mm-hmm. and if people know your heart and they know your true intention and if you're an instructor and you're gonna people know your true intention I came here to teach a good class yeah have a good time yeah and have to learn something there's yeah. nothing there's nothing um that's ugly about that at all. So, so it's funny how we can flip it really quick sometimes and make ourselves feel like we're doing something like, oh, I upset her. No, maybe she's just upset. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, number seven, I think this is really important. And I think this is important because I'm at a stage in my career now where I've done a decent job of doing this. And I can tell you it pays off is curate a following outside of your gym or brand. Oh, yeah. Okay. So hey, I do. I'm getting some new barbisms from you today. Yeah, well, because I've been like, gone for it. I mean, I've been out of the group fitness space. Unless, since I left Beachbody, I've worked more with tech and startups. So I've yeah. had a lot of time to like figure things out and see what's working, what's not working. So I'm going to say it again. Curate yeah, say that one again. Okay, yeah, say it again. Curate a following outside of your gym or brand. Okay. So, and I can give so many examples. When the pandemic happened and the world, and the world shut down, yeah. I watched a lot of people who were with a large brand, I'm going to use Zumba for an example, because that's okay. the first one I can think of. Like I saw some big names in Zumba and they all of a sudden like um, tried to shift their brand into their own personal brand, but they were so known for Zumba. And listen, uh, number one, I love Zumba. Aww. Zumba is a gateway drug for me, yeah. for anyone who's ever taken our classes. Oh, I think I know what you mean now. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so Zumba is a gateway drug. Zumba has brought people off the couch into the gym and they dance and they shake and they, and I love Zumba. I love a good dance class. But then they're like, you know what? Uh, what I need is some strength training. I'm going to go find them out, me and Ellen and do mm-hmm. some work strength because I need strength training. So we would not have had, you know, Mary Beth in mm-hmm. class if she didn't take Zumba first. So Zumba is the best gateway drug. I think mm-hmm. Zumba has been the best thing that happened to group fitness mm-hmm. in the longest time. Mm-hmm. Other than Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda was a marker. <laughs> I was a marker. I got these markers. But uh, Zumba is definitely a, a marker in our industry. And if you are known for that brand, that's a problem because it's hard to pivot away from that. Number two, if you're known for teaching 5 p.m. on Tuesdays at Gym Z yeah, and you leave Gym Z, it's like, where'd she go? No one knows. Ah, so make yeah. sure you have a following outside of the gym. And it happens via social media too. Yes. So to curate on social media. Yes. But, but be your own brand yes. be your own inside of other brands, but don't let any brand eclipse who you are. So if okay. you, if you identify with a brand, I love it because it's given you a platform and it's raised you up, but then you need to find a way to eclipse that brand, you. still promote that brand, but you are the brand. Yes. If you want you longevity, be the brand. Absolutely. So that your brands and what you represent or your supplements or whatever they are, yeah. it's just part of your tools, part of the backdrop, part of yeah. Part of a beautiful backdrop, but yeah, it's part of like an umbrella, a beautiful umbrella, right? I'm Ellen and and Ellen is a fitness brand and I have all these talents, Ellen, 
you are an artist, you are a fitness expert, like you're a creator, you're, yeah. you're all these things. If you said, I'm just Ellen with Beachbody and I, and I am in Pio videos yeah, and it goes away, yes. you had a bigger, you had a bigger umbrella. That's right. So I didn't do that. Well, I actually do. I, because I remember when, when I lost my identity as, you know, Pio master trainer, and I was also representing Lululemon. It was funny. I thought that that would negatively affect my, I, I thought that's why they wanted me. I thought yeah. I was a, a Lululemon ambassador because I was a Pio master trainer. They didn't care at all. Like that, oh. that made not a yeah. difference to them. They wanted me for me and the work I've done in this community and the fitness leader yep. that I am. It didn't matter. I think we minimize, like we, we minimize ourselves. Like we think we are, like if I was to think, and I, listen, and I did it myself. So I'm learning from this. Like I got so much identity from my job at Beachbody that yeah. when it ended, it took me a second, you know, thank God that pandemic happened because it gave me some time to figure some things out yeah. because it, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying thank God for the pandemic, but I'm saying that. Yeah. That I was able to use the pandemic for good, mm -hmm. for good in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I, and so I, I would never again, I would never again identify through a brand. Mm -hmm. I would be with a brand, of course, but I will always be Barbara Wardowski, yes. you know, longevity specialist. I will, I will always be like the longevity expert. I'll be who I am in the space and then yeah. people can join me. So you be the umbrella yes. and figure out underneath, you know, what, what, what little things you want to be underneath your umbrella. Yeah. So don't, don't, uh, that add to or enhance. Yeah. Yeah. You, and I know too, like people with Equinox that, you know, they, 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 it's a big deal sometimes work at Equinox and they're an Equinox instructor and there's so much more than that, but they're so minimized. They're minimizing their cell their, themselves. Mm -hmm. so, um, okay. This is a good one. This is one of my favorites. Know your power for good or evil. Ooh. I know. And you're, I, uh, you're I, there's so many people that popped into my brain <laughs> about this specific thing. Are you going to name them? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's such a, uh, such a tease to you. Like, well, I know who they are. Um, no, like, I will think of, um, I, I will use myself as an example. I remember it when I was at 24 hour fitness and I'm going to name drop because he's still around. Okay. I was, I oversaw a large area and I oversaw not the ritziest areas of California. I had like um, I had Southern California, but the Northern part. So we didn't have a lot of money. We're like Lancaster, Palmdale, Bakersfield, Bakersfield, Panorama city, you know, Northridge, Pasadena. Uh -huh. I didn't have orange County or, or the Santa Monica clubs. I had like the bootstraps area. Okay. So, yeah. Like, so I learned, I learned early how to get a lot done. Uh -huh. Never forget the, the microphones are always broken and they were cutting the budget again for, um, operations and maintenance. And I sent an email that his name was Charles Huff. He's still there. Everyone knows Charles Huff. And, and, and I CC'd like people like, I, was, I don't know, I would never do this again, but I remember I CC'd people and I'm like, this is unacceptable. I have um, a market that is lower economically, mm -hmm. but we produce the highest group X output, um, but we can't get a mirror fixed mm. and you're putting money into X, Y, and Z. And I just need my mirror fixed. And I like, sent it off like I was like the boss lady and he replied back to me alone and said um you don't want to be the person when they see you they walk away like oh there she is oh. yeah it was oh, such a great experience for me because he was right you don't want to be the one and that's another one I always talk about don't I, be the I you you better mention that are you going to yeah. mention it at least right now because yeah, that's I'll do it right now literally changed my life I tell yeah, you so, the email like he was like he wasn't mean but he I could tell that I was I was out of line and I did have a lot of power because I had a lot of clubs and I had a lot of people following me and a lot of instructors that loved me and I was like this is what we need he's like honey that's not how it happens and I realized I went about it all wrong let me tell really quick the don't be the one story and I'll make it really short I worked for the YMCA we had a huge our YMCA was parked in a park Lancaster City Park and we had this huge thing called the Poppy Festival and we had a booth at the Poppy Festival. So I went to, to park at the YMCA parking lot and the parking lot was blocked off. Like it was, there's a, there's a pile, like a pile on there. So I'm like, well, that's stupid. Like I work here and I'm going there. So I pull up and uh, the parking guy's like, ma'am, you can't park here. I'm like, I work here. He's like, doesn't matter. You need to go around two miles out of my way, come in the other direction, 
to park over there. I'm like, that makes no sense when you can move the pylon and I can park my car right there in front of my office where no one's parked. He's like, ma'am, you need to. And I was so upset. And I put my car in park and I put my keys on top of my car. And I'm like, well, I'm not moving. Like, I'm not moving. And then the next thing you know, it's like, and this motorcycle cop comes over to me, he uh, to, like chips, pulls off his glasses, pops off his bike, and he goes, ma'am, don't be the one today. And I was like, I'm not the one. He's being the one. Like, he won't let me park there. And he's like, right now, you're the one. And uh, to just to clarify, I did park in my spot. He did move the cone for me but I'll never forget like don't you don't want to be the one you don't want to be and for Charles Huff I was the one but that parking lot I was the one and uh if you can think about it all the time it relates to my life almost weekly there's emails I want to set there's conversations and I'm just like oh don't do it and then also on the flip side like as a boss you know I it's nice the like low maintenance people that just do their job and I almost never hear from them because they're just doing they do and just the opposite is the one that's like always complaining or always needing this or you know like so just it's such an important thing that I'm trying to like not be the one myself because I'm kind of a like spoiled diva and I like want things a certain way and you know, I feel you like it's real diva, Ellen. Like, like you know what makes it, you know what it takes to make a club run well. You know what it takes yeah. to make a business run well. You're trying to make things happen, so it's not being. It's just knowing what works. Yes. But bringing people along is like, uh, like um, it's a superpower that yes. we both have, obviously, because we both have led people. Yes. But the thing about using your power for good or evil. Um, think about the instructor that doesn't like how the speaker system's working. So she gets all the members riled up to write a letter to corporate office. Like, <sighs> like you cancel the class because it has only three people coming and then she used her power for 14 evil. people. Yeah, she used her power for evil. Like she didn't, she used her power in all the wrong ways. She could use her power, like, listen, they're yeah. going to get fixed right now. We'll do a body weight work, like do whatever yeah. you can do in the moment to not be the one and to use your power for good. Like that's, that's what our role in life is too, by the way, but especially in group X classes. So good. Okay. This is another one of my all-time favorites. I don't know when I came up with this, but I do want to trademark it. Um, (laughs) You can't trademark uh, it. It's a good one. Um, Your reputation is your calling card. Yes. And it calls on your behalf before you get there. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again in case I over talked on top of you. Your reputation is your calling card and it calls on your behalf. So your reputation is out there before you have a conversation with Bob. He probably knows about you. So that's your reputation. It is so critical in this industry, especially because um, it's a small industry. And the longer you've been around, I always I, I talk all the time to, to people who have been around forever. And it's like the it's like a pyramid. This is the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And you start here, and the longer you're in it, you get sifted. And Ooh. eventually it's like if you can't see this, I'm holding up like a triangle, like it's a pyramid and you, we keep getting sifted. And the longer we stay in the space, the fewer of us there are, the fewer us there are. And so now the people I work with today or talk with, or are mentors to me, or I mentor them, or we started out at 24 hour fitness back in 1990, 1990, 1991. Like it's the same group of people. Now they're running like they're running 24 hour so they're running uh, crunch gyms or they're running UFC gyms. Like there's this shit, like this sifting that happens and uh, people know who you are and make sure that you curate your reputation and you respect, respect yourself and your, and your respect who you are in the space and make sure that, that you don't damage your reputation. And listen, that can go back to good or evil. Yeah. Because that could have damaged my reputation with Charles Huff because he's still at 25 minutes today. Like he would still like, yeah, that chick. I think it's fine now, 30 years later. But, <laughs> um, but I'm sure when he would, I'm sure I am confident that if, if someone brought up my name, he would remember that about me. I'm confident because yeah. it was such a, it's such a core memory for me. It has to be, it has to have the same impact for him because it was like, we were both young at the time. Um, so it was like, it was a big deal. Like it was a, it was a life lesson for me. 
So that can damage. So be careful, be respectful, be careful and curate your reputation. Like, are you a hard worker? Are you fun? Are you engaging? Are you trustworthy? Are you loyal? All the things. People who jump from gym to gym and try to bring members with them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the quickest way to lose your reputation. Mm. It just happened in town here. Like this whole group at F45, they all left and went to open up a new gym. Mm. And F45s are small member base anyway. I'm like, that person is going to open a gym. They'll be fine for now. Mm. F45 is way bigger than anybody else in this town. Like it's that will, that will damage your reputation. It will mm. damage it. If you're going to leave, leave respectfully don't be dirty about how you leave a gym don't try to take members those members the gym spent money to bring those members into the gym and those members love you and that's great mm -hmm. but like don't don't do anything that would damage your reputation because it will follow you for a lifetime and if and that's how you have longevity is your reputation yeah not just follows you but it precedes you like precedes you that's my thing it's like it's like it knocks before you're there like your reputation it, is your calling card like uh, they know who you are before you even have a conversation yeah um okay and number 10 and yeah. i'll tip it um and this will this will go back to our beginning ellen is never minimize your success and who you are and i think um, as women, especially and men too, but not as much because we suffer from imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think too, we're so busy checking boxes that we have success and we don't circle back and say, Hey, that worked really well. I did a really good job at Beachbody. I was the one who tried to celebrate our successes because it was such a, a, a grind and every day we're trying to, you know, do more work and get more, get more instructors and blah, blah, blah. When we had a good week. It's like, we need to like celebrate this, like celebrate our successes. Cause we did a lot right last week. It may mm -hmm. not be working today, but last week it worked really well. And don't, don't minimize your success and who you are and all the good things you've done. And that's why when you read my bio, it's like, I, I just want to stand there and accept it, but I want to minimize it first. Like, well, I did that, but it was no big deal. We all right. Actually, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And and let things be a big deal. And we were talking about my bio yeah. offline. And um, the gentleman helped me do my bio. I was like, wow, this is uncomfortable. He's like, your bio should make you feel uncomfortable. Like it should. Like, because first of all, because you want to be humble. You don't be like, yep, I did that. I did that. I did that. You want to be humble, but also you want to be like, yes, ma'am, that's what I did. And this is why I'll help your company. This is why I'm so good for you because I did all of these things and I can even do more. So like kind of standing in your truth and accepting it. It's like, it's hard, but it's so important for success just in general, just embrace it. Even, even taking compliments. Like, oh gosh, w women, especially like, I like your shirt. Oh, I got this thing on sale. Like that is not important. <laughs> she likes your shirt. She didn't say, did you get it on sale? You know, like, but. It's yeah. so funny. Like I get, this is offline. This is totally off story, but I get so much compliments on my hair. Yes. And I know I like, like, but number one, I would say it's genetic. I was born with, <laughs> I was born with good hair. I mean, I take the, but I'm like, no, actually I take the time to, to curl my hair, blow my hair, do all the things with my hair on certain days. And then I always, I, then I'm stealing from my daughter who is my hairdresser and she's a color specialist and she's a wizard with hair. I'm like, when I say that, I'm actually minimizing my daughter's work now. Yeah. yeah like, don't, like, we were so easy, like, just to blow off a compliment. Like, no, like, accept it and say, thanks. My daughter does, does a great job. You should call her. Yeah, <laughs> you should call her. <laughs> it's like, we, we're, we're so quick to minimize. Just, yeah. I don't know why, I don't know why or how. I think because, I think because we try to be humble. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, and you want to have humility and those are great characteristics, mm -hmm. but I think you need to start, I think women, I only, I speak mostly to women in life in general. Like that's who my, that's who my people are as women. I think in general, we need to weigh, um, humility and being humble with, but actually like uh, I'm really good at this and I need to own that. I'm really good. Like two things, Ellen, um, when I was working on this field, I'm like, oh, I forgot how good I am at this. Like I oh, yeah. That. Yeah, and you so, texted me. You're like, I forgot how good I am at this. I don't do it very often anymore because I'm doing different things in the space. But like, this is my heart. Like, I'm so good at this. And then let's name drop. I was talking, I was texting with Shalene Johnson. Um, she asked me a couple of questions the other day and she wanted my advice. Shalene wanted my advice. Um, and I gave her all my opinions and she's like, you are brilliant. This is such an amazing take on this. 
-hmm. And I responded back, you're right. I'm brilliant. Thanks for the reminder. Because usually say you'd be like, ah, it's nothing. I'm like, no, actually, she asked for my advice. She asked my opinion and my takeaway on this thing. And she's like, that was so good. And so I took it. I'm like, thank you. You're right. I'm brilliant. Ah, Ah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Those 10 things were amazing. I want to kind of circle back to something for the audience and that has to do with you and your impact in my life and you being the plug, (laughs) you being the plug. So I have to first kind of set the context or this letter that I'm going to read will, might not make a ton of sense, but basically was it last year? No, it was year before last. So it must've been 2022 at the idea world convention. I had Barb come keynote for the warrior master trainers and leaders and instructors who had come to help me uh, be at that event. And we had a real good size. And so we had like rented a little room with a podium and all kinds of stuff. And um, so I wrote this like letter to introduce, I wasn't going to memorize it, even though it was like my intro speech. I I, I had too much in my brain for yeah. presenting at that conference <laughs> that I was like, I can't memorize this speech. I'm just going to write a letter and read it. So this letter I wrote at, by way of introducing Barb and who she was in my life to this group of warrior leaders at the Idea World Convention. So this is the letter. So accept it, Barb, again. I'm ready. Like I'm <laughs> She's like, bring it on, I know. She's like, I know, I'm the plug. All right. Barb's contact name in my cell phone is Barbara P90X. P.S. It still is. And there's no space in there. It's just one word, Barbara P90X. Okay. I've never changed it. About 10 years ago, I reached out to Barb because I wanted to host a P90X training at my gym. This was not P90X live as you know it, but a former version of small group 90 day periodized programming. This is before Beachbody Live even came about. So I was managing a gym and I wanted small group training in there and I wanted it to be P90X and someone who I knew knew someone who I knew knew Barbara Dowski. So I ended up with her email. Soon thereafter, Beachbody Live was born, and lo and behold, Barb was in charge of recruiting, hiring, and training master trainers. Fortunately for me, I had her email from previous conversations. I sent her videos of myself teaching, and she would reply with things like, you need to finish your lines. (laughs) I still say that. You do? And it's the figure skater in you, and your half lift is not sharp. So in other words, she was like, clean up your form, okay? (laughs) I met her months later for the first time in Arizona. I flew out to audition for Insanity and Pio. Again, P90X Live still did not exist. And I didn't tell a soul I was going because I didn't want to have to tell them if I didn't make the cut. A lot of the things I imagine my team, who I was addressing with this letter, would say about me, I probably adopted from Barb. She's honest, direct, and she wants me to be better. She's a nice balance of hard and soft. I saved her life once (laughs) at a newbie boot camp because she needed migraine medicine. We share this affliction. We share a faith too. I remember sprinting down the sidewalk of LA, 90 degrees outside to my hotel to find Imitrex for her. It put me in her good graces forever. (laughs) I worked under her leadership for the next six years. So the entirety of Beachbody Live's operation. And when Beachbody Live closed, she and I talked on the phone a few times. I remember crying and thanking her for all she had done for me. Later on another call, I remember telling her about Warrior Rhythm. I told her I was creating my own format and full of imposter syndrome. I said, I wasn't trying to build a real program and put it out to the world or anything. And she said, why not? So I did. 
A few months later, I was buckling my seatbelt for a routine drive to work, and I received a text from Barbara P90X asking if I had any interest at presenting at a conference. She was referring to DCAC. DCAC, where I fell in love with you, my audience at the time, my warrior leaders, and where my confidence as a creator first took root and where we set out to be the powerhouse brand we are today. Every story has a through line. A through line weaves every little vignette together for one dynamic purpose and point. Barbara P90X is my through line, but for her warrior wouldn't be. So it's so interesting. Oh. And I know you say like, I would have found my way anyway. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Maybe I would have found my own way, but you know, I knew someone who knew someone I was looking to do something small groupish and it's just like that triangle funnel that you said about the industry getting smaller and smaller and our worlds collided and you kind of knew who I was because probably my reputation, my calling card knocked first and, um, you know, opportunities unfolded that, that, that then, uh, beget other um, opportunities. And then it just has continued to really snowball, but you Barb have been an incredible piece of my story and um, yes, you did give me one small opportunity. I am proud to be part of your story. Mm -hmm. And um, I find my true joy at this stage of my career is connecting people, mm -hmm. connecting people to the, to the right things, like helping them find a way. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's never anything in it for me. It just checks a box. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that. I would say I used to, um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a connector at heart. So mm -hmm. I, and, and I want to bring, in the beginning, it was always help a help a woman, a front row Joe, make a living in the space. Yeah. That was like my goal is to help help Sarah make 20 bucks an hour to buy a coffee because she's a stay-at-home mom. Like that's how my whole career started. And then I got so much joy out of doing that that it's blossomed. And now I'm able to help people and open more doors for people. And um I it's it just it's but fills me with joy. So I'm so proud of you. There's so many of you who left Beach Body and are doing so many amazing things. Um, and with, with or without me, it would still happen, but I'm happy to be part of people's journey. And, and it just checks all the boxes, Ellen. So I'm just so proud of you. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. And you know what it really instills in me now that I do have confidence and belief in myself and I'm, I'm in so confident in what I'm doing and who I am. I, it makes me realize that I maybe needed someone to believe in me first. Mm -hmm. Maybe I needed that. And yep. that was a role that you played in my life. And it really does inspire me. Like I love doing the same now. I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm now doing that, believing in others. So that yeah, when they talk about paying it forward and it's, it's not even, I don't even see this paying it forward. I just feel like it's just another day in the office. Like, it's just fun to me. Like people reach out to me. I'm happy. I was helping a guy who has a, a, an app for mental health for college athletes. He reached out to me before he even knew my son was a D1 athlete. I'm like, I know people like uh, you thought you're coming to me for like my job with workout or with system to fitness, but like, no, yeah. I know people on, on NCAA side. Like it's so funny how I want to connect anybody to anybody in the yeah. best way possible. That's always my goal. It is so funny that you said it's just another day in the office. And that just reminded me that when I did read that letter and I kind of shared with my team and community uh, that you were this important in my life. You, I remember, I just remembered, I just remembered just now that you were like, you didn't know, like you didn't know, you did not know that you had had that level of like impact on, on my life. Yeah. You were like, I had no idea. Um, and it's, it's crazy. It's funny. We don't always know. Yeah. To you, it was just another day at the office, but look at the fallout. So um, anyway, thank you for the legacy that like your bio is spot on and I'm glad it made you blush, but it is, it is, it, it, it is who you are and Thanks. you are the plug. <laughs> plug. So thank you for being on. Oh, you have to give us a confession. Like, oh my gosh. This is so hard. Cause I, I, I had one that came up right away oh. and I'm like, I'm just going to ruffle. Do you mind if I ruffle feathers? Do it. Are you oh, kidding? It's going to ruffle feathers. Um, I think, I think this is going to be so controversial and people don't cancel me. <laughs> don't be scared, Ellen. Um, I think that the certification industry right now, the certification is so broken. And I think that we spend so much money being certified 
that um, I think we should get certified once to prove we can do it. And then everything else should go to special certifications, like wear rhythm, uh, uh, you know, um, wear strength, um, um, uh, mobility training, um, longevity training. I think that being certified through any large certification body does us no good. One time it does, because it opens the door and it gets us in like, hey, look it, I took all these tests. I did all these things. Yeah. So I checked the boxes. It's like a bachelor's degree. Like if you have a bachelor's degree, you don't have to go back and bachelorize <laughs> again. You know, time on your feet in this space is worth way more than every two years taking some course you don't care about. You don't even need, it doesn't change anything about who we are. Get mm -hmm. certified one time, mm -hmm. hang on your wall and be like, I'm certified by X, Y, and Z, but this are, these are all of the things I've done. I'm a movement specialist. I'm nutrition certified. I'm trained in nutrition. I have these specialty certifications. I do wear strength. I do wear rhythm. Um, I did, I did, I did a thing on mobility. That's to me how we're better. I think that's how we're better. I went to idea and I did, I took all these courses that idea. I took like 20 classes and I'm so smart now, but I did also renew this. Like, it's just, I know that's going to be controversial for a lot of people, but I'm passionate about that. It, when the pandemic happened, no, no one was helping us. Like, wh why did I spend all that money all those years? And I didn't have any advocates to be like, you know what? Keep the gym open. There's some company, there's some people now that are doing like the gym, I think it's called California Fitness Alliance. Now I think it's a different, it's a larger brand, you know, working on our behalf. But we need to support things like that. Every state, I believe, has like a fitness alliance that is going to work on our behalf. So if oh. a pandemic happens again, we can oh. stay open. Know about that? Yeah, in California, it's called California Fitness Alliance, and oh, it was okay. by someone who I knew, um, Francesca, who was um, the old CEO of of In Shape, and she did a great job. Like those are important. Ursa, important. Like she lobbies on our behalf. Mm. But I just think checking the certification box every two years. <laughs> And what's changed with CPR, Ellen, honestly? Oh my gosh, you it's so funny that you just said that because I was thinking I just recently renewed and I needed to renew my- I, you know, First of all, yeah. the, AD, the AD is what's saving lives right now. Like, I, just, I, I, think, I have we, to tell you a story. It's really funny. Oh. I had to do my renewal, so I had to get my CPR. And now we're actually allowed to do them online. Remember, you weren't allowed yeah, to. Right, yeah. Because so, you needed to do a practical. So I bought the CPR course. I had to download an app. And it was nice. I'm glad I could do it at home. Like, I'm glad I didn't have to go somewhere and sit for four hours and do the 30 compressions and the two breaths and all the things. But this had a practical. Okay. I, I don't know how to say this on a podcast without a visual, but I'm going to try my best. You had to uh, put two sofa cushions on the floor <laughs> and you had to put your cell phone, which you're taking the course through your cell phone. You had to put it like, in between one hand, but under another, you had like make a sandwich with your hands on the cell phone and you had to deliver chest compressions to these uh, pillow cushions. And while you're delivering these chest compressions through the app with your phone in your living room, there's this ball, it almost, there's this like little digital ball and you're trying to keep it in the middle of a box. And if you go too deep, it rolls off. And if you go too fast or too slow, it rolls off. So the goal is you keep this little ball centered in the middle of this box. Get, and I, this is the part I'm sorry, building it up to. I couldn't keep the damn ball in the box. I couldn't <laughs> do it. And so I was like fatigued. And my husband's sitting there on the chair, like reading, like he's, you know, he's like doing, ignoring me. And I'm like on the floor, like dying. I'm like, honey, 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 help. Honey, I can't I'm like, honey, honey, please help. And so he, like five minutes I'm like dying my triceps have lactic acid building up so finally my husband came in he tried for like 10 minutes and then finally he got it he got it otherwise I, I would have failed it's going to be so controversial on this and I respect other people's opinion and 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 all I'm saying is group fitness instructors don't make a lot of money mm -hmm. gyms no longer check that you are recertified they only check that you are certified there's so many other ways for us to spend our money other than saying I recertified again. No, do it one time and then do all the other things to make you a better, a better instructor, a better trainer, a, a fitness and wellness expert in the space. There's so many things we can do every day. So thank you so much for your 10 tips that apply 
to the group fitness studio and our life in the real world. Oh, it's my pleasure. Ellen. It's so much fun. Yeah. All right. So wait, so where can they find you? So um, the if, best they're not, if they're not going to cancel you, where can they follow you? They'll have fun following me. Um, probably Instagram is always my best because um, Instagram and Facebook, they're so intertwined. But Instagram is where I post most of my stuff. Um, and I do, oh, by the way, so it's Barbara Dowski. Um, that's my, my handle on, on um, Instagram is Barbara Dowski. I have a website that's being rebuilt because I am working on a really cool project. What is it? Um, well, it's about longevity, mobility, oh, and autonomy. And it's with a major, I'm not going to tell you who she is, but it is a huge name in fitness. It's, she's an icon. She changed, she changed fitness um, for the better. And um, we've been talking about a couple of things in the fitness space. And I'm like, I, I didn't want to get into like this side of the business, but it's the perfect time for me because I've got so much information and I found the perfect person to, to, to think around with. If you understand what I'm trying to say, I do pickleball reference for you guys who don't know, but, um, yeah, I just, it's, I have some cool stuff coming out, um, in 2024. I'm super excited about it. Awesome. All right. Why not me, Ellen? Exactly. Finally, I'm saying something for me and usually I'm doing something for someone else. That's right. Actually it's time. All right. And we will end on that note. Thank you so much for listening. And Barb, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Ellen. Thank you for joining in on the Confessions of a Group X Instructor podcast. If you're interested in becoming a Warrior Rhythm, Warrior Strength, Warrior Combat, or Warrior Kids Instructor, go to warriorinstructors.com. But if you want more and found this episode amazing, please give us a rating. And with a simple click to subscribe, we'll invite you back to our next episode. So remember, be brave, be bold, be blessed. And above all, listen, learn, love.